Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. With me today, I have Dylan and Nick. Say hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. So let us jump in to the wild and wacky world that was Salem this week. Before we jump into our stories, we do have one particularly interesting bit of news. Uh, For the first time ever, days will be preempted for the entire Winter Olympics. Days will not air from February 4th to the 18th. Could we possibly be getting a second Beyond Salem during this time? What do y'all think? I would be opposed to it. I I think that Beyond Salem did well enough to warrant like another self-contained story arc like that. And that would be a good time to do it. I just don't know if they could do it this quickly. I mean, they they totally could. They would have more, if they know about it now, they would have more lead time on this one than they did on the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't find out about the first Beyond Salem until like end of May. They basically wrote it like right before Memorial Day and then shot it in July and then it was on our air by September. Okay, then, yes. Because this is the first time that Days has ever been... um, preempted for the winter olympics and we're in beijing and when we were in beijing for the summer olympics we aired so it it's weird to me that we're not airing unless they're doing it on purpose to give us another installment of beyond salem because then if the show is off the two weeks they can easily set up beyond salem as the olympic cliffhanger Beyond Salem happens over either one or two weeks. And if they're smart, they'll do some kind of Olympic tie-in. And then when we pick up, Beyond Salem can automatically be canon. I would not mind that. Like, at all. That that would be... It would be interesting to see how they did it, too. Like, could you imagine if, like, the spectator got a chance to cover the Winter Olympics? So we see Abby and Chad and maybe Will and Sonny, because Will gets to do it for his paper... And then maybe um, maybe Titan is sponsoring a couple of the Olympians. So they like they get to go like and so we'll kind of get to see beyond Salem Olympic edition would be like my way of doing it. If if we were actually going to do it, it would be really kind of fun. Could be interesting. So I'm hoping that that's why we're off, because otherwise two weeks of no days content. Like, that's going to suck. We just went through that in the summer. And we had Beyond Salem news to keep us excited and occupied. It also feels weird to have them going off in February sweeps. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that that. is weird. It's like like they're going to be off for most of the sweeps. Pretty much all of it. The 4th to the 18th, that's two weeks. So we've got that Monday. And I'm just thinking, what would the, are we going to get a cliffhanger? Is it just going to stop? Like, I would think we got a cliffhanger. Just because of the timing, I would assume there's a cliffhanger. Yeah, like, because it's the start of sweeps, they would, they would give us a cliffhanger, I would imagine. Plus, every time they've, they've always done some kind of Olympic cliffhanger, be it like giant blow up the town size cliffhanger or smaller, more personal cliffhangers like they did this time. Um, but Our devil wraps in December, right? As far as I know, yeah. I was thinking, could they stretch this to February? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. 
going to be very interesting to see exactly how it all works. Um, it's going to be just weird not having it in February. It's so strange because yeah, I was odd. I was so sure we were going to air because we've never been preempted for a Winter Olympics. Yeah, that's I mean, summer. Yes, winter. Never. Not that I can. No, J- Jason literally said it when he posted it on, on his Facebook page. That this is the first time it's ever happened. That's so odd. And the fact that it's in February makes me think that it's happening for a reason. And I think for continuity purposes, if they can remove days from the schedule for two weeks, like if they have the option to, which they do with the Olympics, they can just take it off the schedule, give us Beyond Salem, and then we don't have the same continuity issues we had the first time. Because Justin and Bonnie had the longest wedding day known to man because of the <laughs> Oh right! right. I'm, I'm, I got so tired of them saying last night, yesterday. I'm like, this is not the same day. You can't convince me that it is. I mean, Salem time has always been weird. Weird. Yeah. But that was a lot. Because that they specifically said that Steve couldn't go because Justin and Bonnie were getting married in the morning. So the entirety of the weekend was taking place around Justin and Bonnie's wedding day. Yet. Eli and Lonnie were back in time to arrest Justin and Bonnie, or to arrest Bonnie. Like, it was just one giant clusterfuck that you just kind of had to roll with because at the time they filmed the main show, Beyond Salem wasn't a thing. Right. Yeah. So the fact that that was the only continuity error that we had is kind of a miracle. It really is when you, like, think about the logistics of putting that together and finding a way to insert that story into the main show timeline without like upsetting anything important that was really it really did work well and i think that's about it for our new segment so now we can start discussing our stories first things first with the truth out abby checks on jack and is a lot more graceful and forgiving than i could be as Jack finally apologizes for being a bonehead, she and Chad also put the past behind them and celebrate with some sex. And the tradition of people having sex while the devil possession is happening continues because it seems like every single time the devil airs, somebody is having sex in that episode or thinking about it. It's like been a theme since the story started and it's just funny to me. I wonder, like, huh? Now that you say that, now I want to kind of go back and watch the episodes again and see how many of the seven deadly sins we can count up (laughs) while the show's going on. But what did we think about Abby and Jack and then Abby and Chad? Um, I Mm. like the Abby and Jack scenes. I'm happy Jack owned that he was being a dumbass. Yes. Like we've been saying for a while, he was—he kind of laid it out. I believed her no matter what, and I shouldn't have. Um, it was nice to see finally. Um, the Chad and Abby thing. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. It was cool. I'm curious to see where they go next. Uh, because I don't hate them anymore. So I'm just, I just want to see what happens next. Which, that's got to be such a weird feeling for you, because you really did not care. I, at one point, I hated their guts, and then I just didn't care. And but now I'm okay with them. I don't hate them. I don't love them. But I'm invested to see what happens next. 
And I almost thought in the Abby Chad scenes, like when, when he was taking responsibility and he was apologizing for resenting her, I almost thought he was going to take it back to the stuff he said on New Year's Eve. I don't think we're ever going to get that because I, I feel like viewers feel a certain way about that, but I don't think that the writers feel like that is something that they need to rectify and address. Yeah. Yeah. But I almost thought he was going to. Because that was kind of that was kind of like the like if they were going to, that would have been the moment to do it. Yeah. But I it it's weird for me. Like this whole if one good thing has come out of this entire Gwen clusterfuck, my feelings for Abby as a character, specifically for Abby, have done a whole 180. Because before I was either, I would go between being indifferent to her or out just disliking her. Because she had a way of being just messy and always getting absolved for it. And it would, it just, it annoyed me. It annoyed me. And I like the, the most I had for her was, okay, this is Jack and Jennifer's baby girl. So I'm going to. And give her some grace here on the strength of how much I like her parents. But this storyline has really made me root for Abby and care about her happiness and get invested in her. And it's just, it's totally changed the way that I feel about her and the way that I relate to her character. Because like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, Jack has finally come to a point where he understands that yeah he messed up but Abby was really far too kind and understanding for me way way too kind and understanding like she was but and like, I it's get not it. surprising <laughs> it's her father yeah I get it I yeah she's a daddy's girl that's yeah. her daddy I, I I get that and I also get that they don't want her to come off as being you know petty but like she was victimized and this is probably the first one of the few times where you can look at the things that happened to abigail and she played zero part in it she was a complete innocent victim from the word go literally the only thing she did was be born and like to for me she's absolutely entitled to hold a grudge and to be as small and as petty as she wants to be like she don't be the bigger person be an aunt like <laughs> we when they go low we go high no fuck the high road they could take the high road to hell go so low you reach the earth's crust I'm high road just- to hell there's our episode title <laughs> <laughs> like i'm glad that chavi's in a good place i feel like they've earned it and as long as chad keeps actually doing the things that he says he's going to do i'm i'm cool with them but like at this point like i am a hundred percent riding for abigail Devereaux. me too like i'm just i i want her to have everything that she wants if she wants her marriage to work out then i want her marriage to work out if she wants to repair her relationship with her father then i want them to repair that relationship i want him to work for it because chad's working for it you know chad's putting in the work i feel like jack needs to put in the work too 
because he did a lot of damage. He did by not do. It's weird. He he did a lot of damage in a, the opposite way to the way Chad did. Chad's yeah. actions did a lot of damage, and Jack's lack of action did a lot of damage. Yeah. And I, I will say, I, I did like that Jack was like, you don't ever have to deal with her again if you don't want to. She is my problem, but I am done trying to force you and JJ to have a relationship with her if you don't want one. And yeah. thank the gods above that he said that because one of my biggest issues is Jack was trying to force a relationship where there didn't need to be one. If he wanted to have a relationship with you know, Gwen... That was completely fine and completely his choice. But he had no right to try to force Abigail into a relationship with the woman who basically made it her life's work to destroy her life. Yeah, that was that was a lot. And I, I still don't feel like he really realizes how unfair of a position that was for him to fit Abigail in. But then again, Abigail isn't telling him how unfair it was. Like, I wanted her to be like, I love you and I forgive you, but it's going to take me a while to get back to where we were because at every, given every opportunity, you constantly chose Gwen over me and I was the child you raised. And that's going to take a minute for me to get past. And that's kind of where I wanted her and Jack to leave it but now it kind of feels like Abigail's trying to take care of him when it's not really her place to and I wonder if Jennifer was here if they would have written Abigail a little bit differently yeah you can kind of there's been different parts in this story where you can kind of feel where Jennifer's presence was missing like I think Jack's entire behavior would have been different or at least him being a bonehead wouldn't have lasted so long because Jennifer would have snapped him out of it real quick like he would have had to force Abigail and Gwen into a into a situation together one time before Jennifer was like absolutely fuck not we're not doing this yeah it was yeah yeah it's 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 kind of you know kind of like when you look at the the story with Doug there are parts of that where you know hope's presence is absolutely missed yeah Yeah. so moving on from abigail to gwen gwen on the other (laughs) abigail is setting thing you know setting things right and things are going well for abby and on the other hand gwen is kind of down bad She's all alone except for Xander. When she finds out Xander gave up his money to keep her secret safe, she goes to Trask to get it back and she refuses to give it back to her. Kristen overhears how much Xander means to her and uses this as leverage to get Gwen to bust her out. And Xander, meanwhile, has realized that he loves Gwen when he tries to defend Gwen to Jack. They're so stupid, so messy, but I love them. <laughs> They're just idiots. But I, I'm enjoying them. <laughs> I didn't expect to like them. And I didn't expect them to admit that they're in love with each other yet. Well, he, I don't think she did. He did. No, he, he said it. She said it to um Trask. Oh, did she? I must have missed yeah. that. Yeah, because Trask was like, why do you care so much? And then she she realized oh shit i love him 
Because I know she said, like, he's my everything and like that. And, and Kristen overheard that, which is why she's leveraging the Sarah secret to get to get Gwen to bust her out. I was wondering how Kristen was going to factor into this. <laughs> I mean, I did not expect her to be eavesdropping outside the interrogation room. But it's the Salem PD, so of course. <laughs> I think, like, Melinda Trask appreciation, though. Like, the yeah, way she just sat there and let Gwen show herself for exactly who she was. <laughs> and, and then, then called then, her gutter trash? Yes, just dragged her <laughs> masterfully and effortlessly. And In like, five words or less. That's my queen. You, you <laughs> go, Melinda. I love her. And the thing is, what was wild about these this whole setup for me is Gwen proving once again that she will resort to a lie when the truth will do. Yep. And like showing how desperately she's clinging to Xander. And uh, once again, she is ending up blackmailed because she doesn't want to hold her L and let the chips fall where they may. Because we just went through this. She with this whole situation with Snyder. We literally just went through this exact scenario. Like if she had just trusted in her father's commitment to her and been like, you know what? I screwed up a lot. If she'd come clean as opposed to getting busted, this whole situation may have been played out very, very differently. And now here she is again. With Sander, she is about to get information that she knows is life changing for him because they because they literally just talked about it in the scenes prior because he said you're the best thing that's ever happened to me since, and he didn't say Sarah, but he he yeah he left it was, implied, off, it was yeah. definitely implied like he left it off that she was able to pick it up and like I love the fact that Gwen is basically in a place where Xander is her lifeline because she doesn't have anybody else so now with Kristen coming in and using the using the Sarah thing to get her to do what she wants it's perfect because if she still had Jack then the secret then the leverage wouldn't hold as much weight but but now Gwen (laughs) is completely alone except for Xander so now now Kristen can really use this to fully manipulate her it wouldn't have worked as well if it was before the truth came out what's and and the thing is I am willing like that final scene with Jack and Xander first of all Xander was wrong when he was like you won't give her you won't give your daughter a second he's given her multiple second chances sir Let's exactly. let's get that straight. He's given her multiple second chances. But like you could tell that line landed with Jack. So yeah. I do think that he is going to try to forgive her again. And then she's going to do this. And I feel like as much as we're looking at this from, you know, how Xander's going to react, never forget Sarah is a Horton. That is also Jack's family. She is once again once again taking a wrecking ball to his family hurting people that he cares about and also too i do think that xander's line to jack landed because in that moment xander was right not about not giving gwen a chance but about the fact that he wouldn't be where he is now if his family didn't give him a chance after all the things that he did yeah 
So you could see that that line, you're right, that line did resonate because, I mean, he had to be forgiven for a lot. A lot. He raped the love of his brother's life. Like, like Gwen's been, listen, the hell that Gwen has been, she got honestly, because her father was, (laughs) he was one of Satan's soldiers. Yeah, no, uh, no, definitely, absolutely, 100%. Jack was, he was awful, yo. Literally, like, I think. Redeeming qualities. I would say the first year of Matthew Ashford's tenure, he was just a prick for no reason. None. To everyone. To everyone. It actually might be two years because he he, he came in in 87 and he didn't meet Jen until 89. So in those two years, he was was basically an asshole for no reason. And he he would do things to hurt people and laugh. I'll never forget when he brought in Duke's twin brother to that party you remember yeah and he and he enjoyed himself mightily yeah and oh, and ooh. adrian and joe and steve were bugging the hell out and i mean he he realized the mistake he made like once he realized everything that duke did because i don't know if he fully knew the whole story but in that moment he was he was taking a wrecking ball to his family much the way gwen is doing now or did in a weird way, it's like the chickens are coming home to roost for Jack. Yeah. Yeah, she got she got every bit of this selfish, self-destructive, destructive streak, honestly. From her father. Yep. Jack was hell. He I, mean, really was. I would like to see someone who was there firsthand for Jack's behavior to say that to him in regards to Gwen. Because Xander wasn't there. I wish the, I wish they would have had Steve say it. They still do have that. Because like if he maybe if he's venting to Steve about uh, Gwen and not possibly not dealing with her, they could have Steve say it. They still have that opportunity. I just I would like yeah, to hear I it because I would want to see Jack's reaction. See, I honestly I feel like the most effective person to do that, and I this is kind of why I wish that they had gotten a friendly relationship at least w- would be Kayla. See, I was gonna say, would it be or would it be weird because of the history? Yeah, I think, though, the thing with Jack and Kayla, they've always kind of played into the awkwardness between them. Yeah, because they were they were friends before it all went to hell. They were friends before they got married. And then because when he came to town, as uh, this was as one of the Jacks, we don't acknowledge. Yeah, not Jack. Yeah, this is is the the first not Jack. Jack. Was that blonde Jack? Yeah, that was Blonde Jack. Blonde Jack showed up and like wanted to sleep on her couch because apparently they met when she was on some medical conference in Hawaii. I've seen that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that specifically. (laughs) Wait, why were they at a medical? Oh, he happened to be in Hawaii. Yeah, he, he, he happened to be in Hawaii. She was there on like a medical conference or something and they happened to meet and they became friends. And so he just kind of showed up on her doorstep at the loft one day And they were like, they were really good friends. And then we had the brunette Jack who was dying. And that's the, that's the one she married. And then Matthew Ashford came in, I think on their honeymoon. But so was Matt Ashford's Jack, the one that raped Kayla. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Cause like dying Jack was 
a totally he was a, it, like pre-Matthew Ashford Jack was nice but clueless yeah he he was he was dumb as a box of rocks <laughs> he, he just he was and then then dying Jack was a whiny little bitch baby sorry but he was uh I dying, could- <laughs> dying listen <laughs> uh, uh, I like to consider myself an empathetic, compassionate person, but there were times where I was just like, pull the plug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a lot. It was, it was a, a lot. It will never, it will never not be hilarious to me that they did a musical montage over Jack and Kayla's wedding vows when they got married. Like <laughs> the show knew when they married them that nobody wanted to hear that shit. No one. <laughs> I mean, because she looked like she was marching to her funeral. Yeah, it, yeah that whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, no. But we say all that to say that Kayla would be an interesting person to have to point that out. Jennifer would be too. Yeah. They need to bring back Katie McClain. Yes, they do. Yes. They really, really, really do. I think part of the thing is like, I know newer viewers have heard you know, the, the legend of Jack Devereaux. And so they, you know, they have all this knowledge about who he used to be, but like, we when it. you see who he was, like there's, there's a reason why, there's a reason why he was so forgiving and understanding and granted Gwen so much grace. Because as terrible as she was, he was, he was worse. worse. He was worse. And, and I, you could tell that every time he interacted with her, he was just thinking like she you're not really that bad you just kind of like self-destructive but if you just stop for a second and let me and <laughs> let me support is, you it'll be okay jack he self- he knew that she wasn't that bad yep because jack's self-destructive tendencies did not go away when he met jennifer no they arguably only got worse that sounds yeah. very compelling i'm probably gonna yeah, because he, he went from that's he he went from directing all of his anger and resentment and insecurity outward to directing it inward because yep. he Jack Devereaux has a PhD in self-sabotage. He does. Like, <laughs> I mean, the entire reason he left in 93 is because he found out that he was a direct cause of Abigail's aplastic anemia. He couldn't handle it and he bounced. That, that, that man, he's, yeah, Jack is... Woo! Talk about talk talk about Marlena's greatest hits. <laughs> like if I, she ever got him on the couch, he would never leave. She has it. She's had him on the couch she, in 2011 when they did the PTSD story with him. Marlena was his oh, doctor. She, oh Lord, I don't remember that at all. I don't either. <laughs> I do. Oh wow. I mean, granted, she was treating him at the townhouse, but she was treating him. <laughs> <laughs> You do what you got to do when the show is on a budget. <laughs> but we've sort of gone all over the rainbow, so I'm going to kind of rein it back in and move us on to our next story. Uh, Allie and Trip try to process seeing Charlie. Uh, after Trip leaves to go see Ava, Chanel comes by to check on Allie, and we get a cute little anniversary shout out as Chanel tells Allie about a couple who has celebrated their 56th wedding anniversary, and she baked them a cake for it. These scenes were just so cute, and it's reiterating to me that I think Chanel and Allie are eventually going to be where we pivot to I just don't know at what point we're going to pivot 
but you can definitely see the connection is there in like every single scene that they share. Yeah. yeah. I thought the I thought the anniversary tie-in was really cute and like really clever. It was just a really neat way to kind of give that nod to the audience and to the show. That was nice. I just feel like Trip and Allie don't have any sort of momentum they right don't. now. No, it, and it died when Charlie died again. <laughs> <laughs> like I and they'll in those scenes I was shipping them again, and then right after that, I'm like, okay, what else are they gonna do? Did it, it feel like Chanel was low key shading Trip and Allie in the scenes, and she mentioned like things things in Halloween aren't always what they seem or something. Remember she said something? I, th- I think she's just like, I, what I think it is. And I think it's also, I think Johnny's picked up on it too. And that's why he keeps kind of harping on Allie and Chanel. Like, I think everyone, because at this point, I think even Trip knows. I think everyone has figured out that Allie wants to want Trip, but doesn't yeah, want him. Yeah. Because it, it's like they're just kind of treading water right now. I feel like they are just kind of going through the motions right now until we get to their breakup. And then we're going to go full tilt into a Johnny Chanel alley triangle. And poor trip when that happens, because I don't yeah. know what his story will be at that. It's weird. He's like, he's clearly the odd man out. And I mean, I've never really been able to fully get on board with him and Allie because of the route they took to get them but I'm also like I kind of hate that now that he's finally being this mature good decent understanding great guy they've been telling us he is for years he's gonna end up with the short end of the stick because where would you put him like at this point, the only thing I can think of is is because I, I feel like Ava's gonna go off the rails. Gabby. And so I'm hoping that they pivot him more into his mother's orbit and he can between... start dealing with some drama from that direction. I, I wouldn't mind them testing him and Gabby. Cause... Put him between Gabby's legs and it'll all be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ava will be pissed, Jake will be pissed, it'll be great. They need to do something because like I'm actually I'm I'm enjoying trip for possibly the first time ever. And I I just I don't know what they're going to do with him after this ends. And it's clearly going to end like Allie and trip are their DLA. They could take him down a dark road, but where, and I would actually, it would actually be a hell of a lot more believable for me now than it was when they did it with Ben and Sierra and Trip. But like, I'm just, it sucks because it feels like, like the end of this is going to be an exit for him. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't seem like they have any concrete plans to pivot him to anywhere else. But even if they did, where do you pivot him to? Yeah. Because like, there's nobody on the canvas for him currently like there's i don't know i don't and i hate that one because i'm actually finally liking trip but like i don't know what they do with him yeah i don't i don't really know what they do with him either because there's there's tons of potential with ally and chanel and throwing johnny in there as the triangle like where's sydney 
boarding school last night. Ooh, Trip and Sydney would be interesting if and they have, brought her back. And oh. make make him an asshole, or make no make him make him an asshole. Have him go after Sydney just to like make Allie jealous and to piss off J- Johnny. But then you also make Sydney like like her mother. So like they can be Lucas and Sammy. Yeah, make them terrible together. Hmm. I could get with that. I could totally get with that. Cause like that and then that you'd have could... EJ and Ava and Sammy yep. and Ava in the mid. Oh yeah, that that could work. That could a hundred percent work because and like EJ is not going to like his baby girl dating trip. No, he's not. Absolutely. <laughs> he will not. <laughs> like just the name alone. What kind <laughs> the, of a name is Trip? <laughs> the name, <laughs> the status, the fact that he's Steve Johnson's son. Son. Oh wow. Yes. And Sydney. then like and then have Sydney maybe have Sydney also be jealous of Allie because of how close Allie and Nicole are. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah, that that could be some really good. Job. Like we could get we could get Sammy and Carrie with Allie and Sydney. Yes. I there we go. <laughs> Those are your two options, Ron. Gabby or Sydney. <laughs> and I either That's one. That's it. <laughs> Either one produces great results, to be honest. It really does. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ava, Rafe finally talks to Ava and gets her story on what happened to Carmine. He doesn't want to believe her, but she start but starts to after talking to Trip and realizing he too saw Charlie and that Charlie disappeared like Deimos did. And then he decides to have both graves checked to verify their story. I didn't I care about any of this. I don't remember these scenes, and I watched all five episodes. The only reason, the only reason they stick out to me is because I clipped them like four separate times. But um, I honestly hope that Ava just destroys Rafe when she finds out the truth. Yeah, because he has been playing in her face from day damn one, and, and he, he was used to do so. And there's no reason for him to do it because he owned what was going on to Nicole, and just because she said, "Let's." drop this he decides i'm gonna keep lying to ava you don't want yeah. her tell her that just right? end it because the and and this this can kind of bring us into the next thing too like they're trying to they're trying to come to, you know rafe and nicole are trying to come to terms with uh what they what they did and nicole is nicole doesn't feel guilty but then she does feel guilty and then Rafe doesn't, I don't know if Rafe feels guilty or not. I don't think. Like, he didn't seem to feel guilty. He was ready. He's ready to move on. But because Nicole doesn't want him or doesn't want to deal with him either. at this, at this ish, at this time, he's going to just stay in a relationship that he doesn't want to be. in. that's what's pissing me off. You have your out. Go. Right. I, I hope you know, Ava whether does Nicole wants you, whether Nicole wants you or not, go. That's some real fuck boy shit i'm not leaving till i know yeah, for sure that honestly. you really, I hope you really want me too old Stefano for this to do. <gasps> <laughs> well i mean he's shooting blanks anyway we ain't gonna miss nothing 
I mean, but yeah, I mean, honestly, sir, you you are two sh- two good shuffles away from AARP. <laughs> break up, you break up with Ava and pursue the woman you really want. You're, you're yeah. There's no reason this. not to. There's no reason not to. You well, already just, don't trust Ava. You already want Nicole. Just you've already cheated. <laughs> yeah, Listen, like just have, <laughs> Ron. Ron has this thing. With geriatric love triangles, and I really wish oh, he would stop. My God. Because <laughs> he did the same thing with Steve, Kayla, and Justin in 2020. And it was just that triangle was just as stupid, and there was no reason for any of them to be acting like that. And we're getting the same shit again now with Rafe, Ava, and Nicole. Well, at least we cared about everybody in that situation. <laughs> we didn't we weren't wishing them dead. Uh, speak for yourself. The problem Did you want that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve. Like, yeah. The thing is, like this. Okay, if if we were on, like, if if we were talking about General Hospital, and this was like Cam, Trina, Spencer, Esme, and Joss. Yes, this makes sense. This would make sense. But they're too but old for this shit. Yes. Like these are oh. not like I said, y'all are two good shuffles away from AARP membership. This this is not no, we're too grown. And honestly, Nicole deserves a better storyline than this. I don't give two fucks about Rafe, so you know his story can be whatever. But Nicole and Ari Zucker deserve way better than this. She does. I don't disagree with that. Just what better is going to be? I don't know. <laughs> And I mean, the problem is it's so lightweight. Like at this point, we're doing all of this just so we don't hurt Ava's feelings. Really? Yeah. That's Ava. the motivation. <laughs> and Nicole wasn't even that sorry for what happened. She said as much to Chloe when she told Chloe what she did. Which, because Nicole's never been that girl. Like, which, know? by the way, Chloe's reaction to that was hilarious, by the way. Because she's sitting at the conference room. <laughs> I know. Nicole tells her. She was like, I know good. And damn well, <laughs> she did not let me sit here right. <laughs> with with their juice on over the table. Right. <laughs> she looked disgusted. <laughs> and she started. She started spraying shit <laughs> on the table. Like it just. Chloe's whole face was like, "You raggedy hair." <laughs> understand who thought Rafe and Nicole would make a good couple. I don't understand why they thought this See, would be I think good. like the con- the, like the concept it works. I like their chemistry. Yeah. The, it's, the, it's, the execution is the issue. Yeah, like because to me they have chemistry. The concept of them makes sense. We're just really, 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 really late on this and the story right it's been what a decade yeah literally because he was helping her when she was pregnant with ej's kid the second time which was in 2011 yeah, oh yeah well 2012 so almost a decade because yeah she, they, she was pregnant when the town went boom they waited way too long for this and they just haven't given any sort of like it would be different even if raven ava we're, we're married. They're not married. They don't have kids. They haven't been together. They've been together five minutes. Like Honestly, nothing. what they should have He don't even really like her. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> they act like it's Sammy and Rafe. It's not the same. 
It's they not, should. What they should have done, Sammy, I is have a- Nicole cheat on Eric with Rafe instead of Xander. Then have the guilt over the affair being what ended her marriage be what keeps them apart now. Because that would be that better. That would make more sense, but fans probably would have stormed the castle. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're not exactly they're not exactly thrilled at her and Rafe. No, no, but could you imagine Nicole cheating on Rafe and the reaction that would have gotten? I mean, Nicole did, yeah. Nicole did cheat on Eric with Xander. I think Rafe would have been a more palatable option than Xander. I think Xander, I think they could get away with Xander because they knew Xander didn't mean anything. Nicole was just really lonely. Right, but because of everything Xander did to Eric and to her, it, it was it, more it was a choice. That, like either way, either way, this was a choice. <laughs> like was- this, having her sleep with Rafe before the, her divorce with Eric was final, and say, and you could still even do everything you did with Xander being the one to reveal it at the party because Xander somehow overhears. And figures it out or sees them. And so that reveal could have been played exactly the same. The only thing that changes is who she slept with, which would have been Rafe, which then once she's free and clear to be with Rafe, she doesn't want to be because of the guilt of of that being what cost her her marriage, which then sends him into Ava's orbit. That would be way more compelling than shit. Yeah, at least, yeah, that that would have at least made logical sense for these characters because this does not no because this <laughs> this, this is some high school bullshit if you're gonna do this you at least have to give them complicated feelings to excuse the immature actions and it's just lacking this is this is a mess and she's next week she's gonna go running back to EJ which is gonna make things even worse because I mean I don't know what she and EJ even are so is what she did cheating no unless they get serious and she cheats she doesn't tell him and that's gonna be the issue because I don't think she's gonna tell him and he's already got his little got his ego in a twist because of Sammy and Lucas yeah I think he should be fine but it's also EJ but Rash, if I'm thinking rationally, he should be fine unless Nicole sleeps with Xander, sleeps with Rafe again. While no, what it's gonna, nope, it's Rafe. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> that throws all the fact that she slept with him at all is his issue. Yeah, yeah it's because, <laughs> like, like that gift says, I hate Rafe Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. They should have, they should have Dan recreate that scene. <laughs> it's, it's. And that's what it's going to be because this time around, EJ and Nicole have been nothing but open and honest with each other. And the fact that he that she knows that his biggest hurdle right now is that Sammy, he feels like Sammy played him for a fool. And so if she does not tell him, he's going to once again feel like he's been played for a fool and EJ does not take kindly to being embarrassed and again it's Rafe like if it were (laughs) it's kind of like when Eric found out about her sleeping with Xander if it had been anybody other than Xander it'd be fine well not fine but it'd be a hell of a lot more easier to work work through yeah but it was Xander and and if this were anybody other than Rafe 
EJ might have a, he might be able to react like a logical human being, but it's race. Yeah. So that's going to take logic completely and totally off the table. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of things that were completely illogical that we had to watch this week, Gabby and Jake are waiting for Jake's release from the Salem Police Department. She is not thrilled that he's still in jail. He says it's because they think he broke out and he can't tell them what really happened. Trask offers him a deal, testify against Philip, and he walks. He takes the deal. Ava comes in and Gabby gloats that Jake is going free and that she never will because nobody will believe her story. This prompts Ava to change her story to self-defense and she too gets released and goes home to rub it in Gabby's face. I needed Gabby to shut the entire fuck up on multiple fronts this week. She wasn't. Truly. Like, you are not a lawyer. Get the fuck out of that room. And the fact that Melinda just constantly kept ignoring her and referencing Jake brought me joy. Mm-hmm. I would this like to like me. Gabby again. And I, yeah. She's, uh, she's a like chore to watch. Now, is it because the writing for her is so awful currently, or has everything going on with Camilla? It's changed? the writing. <laughs> it's not even her. Like, for the most part, I can separate that, like, because I don't follow her anyway. So I don't know what she's doing unless someone actively tells me. Right now, it's just the writing. Like, Gabby's not interesting anymore. She's a shrew. We're going to call a thing a thing in here on this day. (laughs) Please listen. (laughs) Again, I'm going to make a GH reference. She is is reaching for the mantle of Carly Corinthos. Ooh. I mean, oh, wait, I think I, I think I made this comparison of you did. I remember, but oh, at least Carly week? had some something to show for it. Carly had a few husbands and some money behind her, and her husbands were worth a damn. Yeah, Gabby, keeps, Jake. Gabby, Gabby <laughs> keeps going to the wall for men who just are not worth shit. Yeah, like it's weird. Like, but if she's she al- was, but <sighs> I always find that Gabby in a relationship. Except with Stefan. Stefan was the exception to the rule for me. But Gabby in a relationship is a Gabby I cannot stand. Because I could not stand her when she was with Nick. Because they made her so freaking stupid when she was with Nick. And now they're making her obnoxious when she's with Jake that I just... Stupid and obnoxious when she's with Jake. Because there was no reason for her to go after Philip in the first place. None. Yeah, and think I, and think she would be successful. That That's my issue. She... Right, like she knows, she knows Victor. At least minimally through like she's watched Sonny have to battle well enough to know that he wouldn't try to install Brady as president so clearly she should have known him well enough to know that an outside an Alamane at that like no never going to run his company never it did bring me joy that Gabby's big mouth is what caused Ava to end up going free (laughs) yeah that was yeah that was nice I liked that now we're gonna we're going to touch on this, the, the Philip Victor stuff a little later. I do want to bring something up here, though. How do we feel that Victor not only knows about the deal that Trask is making with Jake, but is in favor of it? That's weird. He's probably just over Philip. Like, I could see Victor, like, letting 
it get down to the wire where Philip might be going to jail just to teach him just just to teach him a lesson. Yeah, that that's absolutely a victory. Yeah, that's a victory. He, <laughs> he, he, he did the, he did I think he did, he did the same thing to Bo. Didn't he also do the same thing to Brady? I think I remember Brady being in jail for something and he wouldn't get him out. For, yeah, I don't remember that. I just know that when when Bo was accused of treason, Victor had the power to get him to get him free and wouldn't do it unless Caroline begged for his help. Yeah, Victor <laughs> Which is a bastard. <laughs> he really is. Really is. But I do enjoy Ava versus Gabby. Like it like yeah. when, when Ava came home and was just rubbing it in Gabby's face, it, it's so much fun. It, that's why Gabby needs to sit on Tripp's face. <laughs> I just feel like uh, I don't I need them to do something of worth with Jake. Like in my in my perfect world, they pivot him into taking the Alamein mantle and Gabby Sheik moves under that umbrella because what I, I don't even know what Gabby Sheik is. Like in my head, it's like some fashion nova. Yeah, that's basically what it is because she started out as a stylist and then started designing her own clothes. It's basically, Gabby Sheik is basically a lower class basic black. Because it's like Instagram she lifestyle. Clearly, she clearly needs to be under someone's corporate umbrella because is, she moved from Demira to Titan. Like if she if she could stand alone, she would have done it. So she clearly needs to be under someone's corporate umbrella. So like to me, it would make sense for for Jake to lean into being an Alamein, revive you know that family business, put Gabby Chic under their corporate umbrella, and let Jake start actually being some sort of a power player because right now he is a character that stuff just kind of happens to and he reacts to it yeah he doesn't make anything happen he's not proactive he's not you're right expendable he he does need to lean into his alamein side he can totally change his name to alamein he can go visit vivian in jail and um Asked to become CEO of Alamein Industries or whatever the company name is now, and she agrees to if she, if he agrees to some kind of a relationship with her, so that he she can get to know the one son that she has left, and he's willing to do that if it means being able to give Gabby her company. I mean, it's they they have he like right now he's dragging her down, truly. And they have, they've got to fix that dynamic. They've, they've got to do something because it's, chemistry is only going to carry you for so long. There's no substance there. At all. There's no substance. There's no story. They literally screw every time they're on air. And it's like, there's, it's like they're fucking just to fuck. There's no like emotional anything behind it even though they're supposed to be in love the thing is their story is just not good story or things that make sense for the characters like gabby now the the one time gabby worked was truly with stefan and after stefan after she dropped her vendetta against lonnie it's been downhill downhill ever since now if we wanted to fix this as a way for as a reason to why 
they decided to take over Titan, what if we find out that Jake's been working with Vivian the whole time? At this point, I would take it. They, they have to do something that makes this character proactive. Yeah. Because it literally makes no sense. And so, because it, it was interesting in the moment that Jake was the one to put the key logger on Gabby, Gabby's thing so that they wouldn't be busted. But is that something that we would think Jake would come up with on his own? No. Given, no. Given, given, what, given the way they write him and have been writing him since then, no. He's a, he's a buffoon with a gun. Right. Or without one, apparently, because he doesn't have one. So it would stand to reason that somebody told him that he should do that, and that person should be Vivian. Right now, Jake is basically Hillbilly Orpheus without the accent. Oh, Jesus I love that Christ. y'all call him Hillbilly Orpheus now. Because it's your fault. <laughs> I do. Niggas, I said Hillbilly Orpheus because I genuinely forgot Clyde's name at that point. <laughs> but, like, he's just. But the thing is. Brandon does that weird thing with his voice that the accent almost does sound like Clyde's. It may. It's it. Huh. <laughs> I don't. There's just. I need. I need. I need Gabby to be less of a shrew, and I need Jake to be less of a schmuck. I need Gabby <laughs> to be smarter. Just be smarter. If they just yes. play her smarter, Gabby I needs to issue. stop being dickmatized. Yeah, but that's. Uh, and for Dick, that ain't worth it. That's my issue. Like, if, but it's like, always been for Dick that ain't worth it. Yeah, too. exactly. Or ain't hers. Like that <laughs> is unfortunately, like I said, stepping aside. Gabby in a relationship is not a Gabby that I usually root for. Gabby at this, Gabby needs to be with someone who's established, probably a lot of money. It would just make sense, and that wants her but doesn't need her. And honestly, minus the whole money thing, that person is trip. He doesn't have a lot of that. He doesn't have a lot of money, but he's established in his own career. He's building his own career. So he can literally. (laughs) So that would kind of work because she always tries to mix business and pleasure and it never goes well. And because even with even with Nick. At point, you know, Nick was trying to get her like modeling contracts and stuff. Like, when you mix business with pleasure, it usually ends up going south. Like the what? The, uh, and now I'm mad again because Philip would have been yep such a good match, and they ruined it for so no, no reason. reason. No like, reason. At all. No reason at all. Philip and Gabby would work right now. Like right now, if you wanted to kill Jake and have Philip console her tomorrow, it would work. (laughs) (laughs) It would work. And that's the sad part. It would work. And it's so easy. And they screwed it up for no reason. Ron supposedly did this story because he enjoyed the dynamic between Philip and Gabby. So what? (laughs) We don't blow up things we like. (laughs) He does. We know we should know this by now. He does. <laughs> so it's like I just everything with Gabby is just a choice. Like I wouldn't hate her and Philip because I'd actually I did like them. I would want her, I would prefer her with someone younger, but I would take her and Philip right now if I could. I don't. Yeah, I I'm, I'm over Jake. Yeah, I'm over Jake. I'm over Gabby. I'm just. 
over all of this, so over it. In fact, I think we're, I'm going to move us on to the next bit. We've already kind of talked about the Rafe Nicole thing, so we can skip right over that and go into Brady getting advice from oh, Mardevil on his family. God. <laughs> she tells him to take her on the conference room table. He's thrown, but with the seed now planted in his head, he, fantasi- he fantasizes about doing exactly that. Chloe interrupts his fantasy and he tells her exactly what he was thinking, which leads her to tell him about Rafe and Nicole. Philip overhears and assumes Brady and Chloe had sex. And this was hilarious. Our devil is out of pocket. (laughs) All the way out of pocket. Severely. He was like, you want me to do what? (laughs) My favorite thing though is she's like, well, it worked for me and John. (laughs) His face. You could tell he was so confused, but (laughs) it was like, okay, this is Marlena. (laughs) I need to Chloe said it. She's like, you were telling me Marlena Evans, Dr. Marlena Evans, your stepmother told you to take me on that conference table and well, and okay, the fact that Mardevil made a euphemism <laughs> to how big his feelings are. Yeah, <laughs> yo. <laughs> I was like, no. His whole face. He was like, what is wrong with my mama? <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And she was so happy. Like, okay. Like, she was so happy to be able to give advice because, like, when, when first she was un- she was annoyed because she was trying to kind of get her murder on with that pumpkin <laughs> and then I-, I did somebody put a parallel to when um she was holding a knife and had demon eyes and john was and she had her back to john in the original possession to this moment with brady now and it was such a nice little touch but i love the fact that when he's like if you have a minute i'd love to ask your advice on something her whole face lit up like she loves being able to give advice and to have free reign to spread chaos honestly he was so horrified (laughs) (laughs) and he was trying he was trying not to show it because like and she's like have are you or are you not having impure thoughts about right he was like i wouldn't say they're impure (laughs) 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 and it's just like and then the fact that he just boldly told Chloe. Yeah. Like. Holy like, sexual harassment Batman. He's like, yeah, I, I I was picturing us having sex on that table. And she's like, uh, well, I will say her face was not somebody who was completely horrified by that. No, because she's probably thought about it, too. Right. <laughs> I think she was more horrified at where the advice came from. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then when she said that table has been getting a lot of action lately, oh, he was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and, then yes. he, and then when he thought it was EJ, and she had to spray him, <laughs> he was like, uh, "What are you doing? Hey, why are you spraying?" <laughs> I was on the floor. They're funny together. They really are. <laughs> and the cool thing was, they get they get to pivot from the comedy into the moment like when because then he got the text from Kristen's lawyer because yeah. Kristen wants to see him and he basically said no and he was able to use Chloe as a sounding board and at the end of that scene when he's like you sued me I 
was a puddle of fields on the floor. Because that moment was just the way he was looking at her, the way she was looking at him. Just, God, I love them. Like, can we just... Can we just end this whole Philip part of it yeah. and just move on with Brady and Chloe? Because that is where it's at for me. And it, that's where it's always been headed to. And I just, I wish we could have gotten there without so much ick in the middle. Without damaging Philip. And not only just damaging Philip, like everybody's been irritating in this. Like, they're again they're too old for this yeah it just this has not shown any of them at their best they've had moments where it's where you get them at their best but then it's overshadowed by moments that just are completely not what they should be doing right now yeah like even the stuff that you you know like you said there have been like little things here and there that you could enjoy no matter what side of the equation you are on like the stuff with Chloe and Philip in the tree like as of you know someone who ships Philip and Chloe that was like oh my feels my heart I love this but then <laughs> then it did what it did yeah like, yeah which we might as well get into that next uh, Philip has lunch with Kate and uh, Kate and Lucas. Kate wants Philip to dump Chloe and Philip tells her to butt out. He saw what jealousy did to her and he doesn't want to follow in her footsteps. That doesn't last long, however, because after what he thinks he overheard, he goes home and completely loses it. Victor chooses this moment to fire him for getting mixed up with Ava again. Convinced he's lost both his job and Chloe to Brady, he goes Incredible Hulk on his and Chloe's tree. Okay. Technically, <laughs> Philip had lunch with Lucas. Kate just set out because she was not invited. <laughs> I cackled because he was like, I'm, I'm having lunch with my brother. And she was like, okay. And she just sat down. <laughs> That's such a mom thing. They looked so annoyed, but it was like, she's not going to leave. So let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. Right. I do like seeing Kate with her kids. Me too. Uh... Vic, the Victor Philip scenes were good too. I did they enjoy were. those. Um, Victor's such a hard ass, but it's not surprising. And when he kept calling Philip a moron, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not wrong. He's 100% not wrong. Because the thing is, and he said it, you should have come to me. Because Philip yep. is essentially making the same mistake now that he did with Ava the first time. He got into a big mess with the Vitali family, and instead of of coming to Victor to help him, he agrees to pay off his debts by laundering money through Titan. And now, when Gabby and Jake are coming after Titan, instead of going to, to his father and saying, hey, Dad, we have people circling the wagons. I need help. He went to Ava. And look what happened. So not only is he making mistakes, he's making the same mistake more than once. And Victor's the type of father that I'll bail you out once. But if you yep. make the same mistake again, you're fucked. Yeah, that's why Like I couldn't really get upset because Philip is making this, 
this situation worse all on his own. Mm-hmm. He, he's had ample opportunity to ask Victor for help. And Victor would have been annoyed, but Victor would have helped him. Right. But now Philip's pride got in the way and stopped him from asking Victor for help the first time and stopped him from asking Victor for help now. Yeah, now he's in a lot more trouble because he's maybe an accessory to a what's it? I mean <sighs> to Carmine's I, honestly, shooting it's a, Abe and then it's an, his it's murder. A, it's except it's accessory to attempted murder because yeah. definitely, definitely, you can definitely make the link to Abe. Uh, Carmine's murder. I don't. Maybe I don't think so. maybe Carmine's but, doesn't matter, but Abe shooting is definitely a big deal. Yeah. It's annoying to me that Philip's the one that's holding the bag for that, though. Yeah, yeah and Ava just walked. Like Ava, <laughs> Ava's out. So like well, Ava's Ava- out. Jake's out. Because Ava, Jake's Ava gonna testify against Philip. On what happened with Carmine because she cried she claimed self-defense and there was nothing to really prove that she was lying. Yeah. It had uh, it had nothing to do with Abe shooting. They may still bring like they might still make her an accessory to that too, because Philip and Ava worked together on that. Do you think Philip will throw her under the bus? Absolutely. And knowing that she has scenes with EJ coming up soon. Hmm. Yeah. It's just it, again though, that wasn't I that is gonna annoy me. See, that that annoys me greatly because that entire situation is Jake's fault. Jake called Carmine to save them. Jake set up a meeting. Jake brought a loaded gun. Jake got his gun taken from him. (laughs) Jake Jake and Gabby chose to to take over Titan, which seems to to be the piece of information that keeps getting purposely left out of the information (laughs) packets to everybody. Right, like uh, Philip's crime, if he committed one, is just reacting to what was done to him. Like he yeah. didn't, he didn't put any of this in motion. So, so it is really annoying to me that he's the one left holding the bag for this. True, but it just shows Jake's lack of importance. Melinda don't want him. <laughs> he's not necessary he's not needed he's not a big fish philip kiriakis is but i think again she wasn't exactly thrilled with the deal that she was offered but i think victor might have pulled i don't know i got the impression that victor might have pulled strings there switch strings where uh well because i don't know if she said that victor wasn't necessarily thrilled about the deal or she wasn't thrilled about the deal she was about to offer Jake, but Victor was forcing her hand. I think she just wants something to cover the fact that she let four people go. <laughs> how, is she, how is she still district attorney? Like, I love Melinda. I do, but like... Abe's in the hospital. <laughs> right, but look, look at her track record because she... Terrible this goes. Terrible. This, I mean, it goes all the way back to, to, to Sammy and Bernardi. Like, she has years... I forgot that was the same DA. Uh-huh. They... He briefly had another one. Remember D.A. Giddens? Yes. Played by Terrell Tilford. Yeah, they should have kept him. I liked him. Um, I think he got another job. I think that's why. I rem- Yeah, he did. I, so how she, I guess they fired Giddens? I don't know what happened, but she popped he back resigned, up. resigned, and then uh, she took her job back. I just don't understand why Trask would, would even be in contention for this. I mean, I'm, this is this is not a slam against Trask at all, but her record stands for itself. And yeah, it's not great. It's not great because she's either putting the wrong people on trial. Uh-huh. 
or, or put or bringing them up on flimsy charges or bringing them up on flimsy charges like it doesn't like her track record is legit terrible yeah. because i have to double check but i also think she was the dish wasn't she the da on gabby's case too yes with, with the andre murder with andre yeah it was it's because i don't think we've had a, a different one yet i don't think so outside either. of giddens which was very very brief yeah it's only been melinda since 2013 ain't time for re-election shit like (laughs) give give her like a political story let someone try to take her seat but yeah could you imagine ej trying to become district attorney not ej oh she has an ex-husband that's where she got her name from because her maiden name's chin could it be they could do that bringing her ex-husband oh 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 um, do we know the name, the last name of Lonnie's father? That no. I was just gonna say that that would be interesting. we do, but we do know he's very powerful. <gasps> that could be fun. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Cause we, we we know his name is Tim. His name is Ray. Ray, Ray. that's right, Ray. But we don't you know. Were you last thinking name. Tim Reed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Ray, but we don't Ray Trask. Hmm. Because Trask doesn't seem. Let's see, what kind of a name is that? Is it an actual name or is it made up? It's probably made up. (laughs) Trask. Uh, It's English, but that's about it. Yeah, it's an English name. They could do that. I wouldn't mind it. That would be a great way to late bring him into it oh that would be fun because we know that he is a man of power and he has money and he has money so what if after the truth comes out and with melinda's terrible record as district attorney this guy comes to town wanting to become the new district attorney because he can tell that salem is in need of a new one and lo and behold this guy is his father is Lonnie's father and is anything that is anything that Paulina did technically illegal um no wait no she's only done we mean giving her up giving her up I don't think so okay because if it were going to be really soapy I'd arrest Paulina for something and then have it like have him be appointed as new DA. And then we find out that he has not only tracked her down, but is now trying to put her in jail for keeping his daughter from him. But I don't know if that would work unless he finds out about her dirty dealings with Christown. But was what she was what she did there even illegal? Yeah, I think that was more like unethical, but not illegal. Yeah. I mean She's made millions. So she, it's possible she's done some illegal shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's so they, yeah, they could expand her backstory and give her something if they wanted to do it that way and bring him in to go after her just because he finds out about Lonnie. I love that we kind of spun all of this off of... <laughs> <laughs> like, we started this talking about Philip and Victor, and then it all just kind of spun into this. I love the way our minds work. 
<laughs> okay, so back to Philip. Um, I'm not sure what was wrong with him in that tree. But, uh, <laughs> I told you it was like the Incredible Hulk being that, an accident. Th- that scene was like that was probably the first time I've noticed. Okay, his acting choices are very weird because I I don't know if I don't notice his acting choices or I'm not paying attention to him or close enough attention to notice when he's doing something weird. I'm gonna that was that. weird. That yeah. was very weird. <laughs> uh, he seemed like a serial killer. Like what are you? <laughs> I'm like, okay, is he going to start choking bitches out? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, and my thing is, it is very obvious that Jay does not do anger well. That was exhibit A right there in 4K. Uh, huffing and puffing through his teeth. It was just and a the, lot. And the, it was just so, like, why do they keep writing him like this when it is very evident that he can't do it? Like, someone somewhere on that set should realize that Jay is on the struggle bus. Call up Ron and say, like, no, we got to pivot because this shit ain't working. Yeah, but even if they did, they write so far out. The thing with Ron is he writes. He doesn't see it taped. Like, (laughs) no, well, that's because he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't live there. So like he can he can write it. Uh, Somebody has to direct it. And that may be the issue. Maybe a disconnect between the directors and also, the actors uh, uh, but i'm i'm gonna say a thing though like no shade but if you are an actor anger is a thing that you need to be able to do yeah don't disagree with that yeah there's no way around that that's like <laughs> you know it's 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 just and this is just not this is just like a well. perfect storm of of bad and i don't know like the the writing's not doing him any favors and i don't know if he's being directed to take things in a certain you know to to play things out in a certain way but between the writing possibly the direction definitely the performance like none of this is good at all it's just not good like from the page to the taping to the screen something's missing and no one, it doesn't seem like anyone's on the same page. I don't think Philip's supposed to come off crazy, but he is. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know how anybody, anybody filming that scene that day actually thought that was something that should make air. Like, he just seems like he should be snapping at any moment. That's what I'm waiting it's, for. You know what it is? It's he feels like to, Ben before the necktie killer story. It, it's starting to <laughs> give, like, abusive boyfriend in bad lifetime movie yep. yeah and given and i'm just gonna say it that's kind of really uncomfortable for me to watch too given the rumors about him like uh, it's not none of this is good it's just not it's good. probably the reason they won't write it but the fact that it's coming off that way isn't good either yeah because it looks really it looks like he's ready to whip Chloe's ass or whoop yeah. somebody. And there, ass. there were, I mean, there were a couple times, um, like in the scenes in the hotel room a couple weeks ago, I almost like it was heading into abusive territory for me, and I got very uncomfortable very quickly. Like, like before they actually sat down to have that dinner. Yes, there's there's a very weird disconnect yeah. going on, and I I don't know where it's taking place. Because I genuinely don't think he's supposed to come off this way. Which means he's making acting choices to show this. And I'm just, why has nobody told him this is not a good idea? And so that's my my thing. Like I was, I was talking um, 
we were discussing it earlier and <sighs> okay listen bad you know good bad great whatever writing is writing but you can only writing is only going to account for so much yeah at a certain point performances performances come in and they they matter a lot like i like i I made the comparison um in our group chat you know yeah phillips taken a lot of l's he's he has been on the losing end of things for a minute now he's taken l after l after l he's always like in the worst possible light and like yeah as a as a fan that's hard to watch it's not fun and you can feel like that's biased and bad writing but there is a way to get that kind of writing and still come off as a sympathetic character and I am going to point you in the direction of the bold and the beautiful and Thomas Forrester Thomas was tongue kissing a mannequin okay (laughs) (laughs) this man was down horrendous and he has been down horrendous for years now. All right. Thomas flew in. The woman that he loved was dead. <laughs> okay. This was his reintroduction to the show. Caroline had died mysteriously. So he flies in with a broken heart. He th- they then decide, you know what? We're, we, we could let him be normal, but we're not going to do that. So they then decide to make Thomas a stalkery, emotionally abusive parent. He starts gaslighting and terrifying his own child, who's like six. He's, I remember the timeline was a mess when this was happening. Yeah, he, he lies to Hope about her daughter being alive. He runs Emma off the road. So like, we're still technically debating whether or not he's a whole murderer. Like... <laughs> He manipulates his sister. He like Thomas does so much dirt. And, and it's all terrible. <laughs> terrible. And terrible. People still ship the fuck yes. out of him. <laughs> and to this day, you go in the bold and the beautiful tag and you say something about Thomas Forrester, you better be ready to fight. <laughs> and it is not, it is strictly because of the performances that Matthew yep. Atkinson put in. That's all it was. Because his write, his writing makes Philip look like champion of the world. <laughs> Thomas has not had an L. Thomas has not had a win in years. Literal. This man was locked in a cage over the summer. Like, there's been <laughs> nothing good that, can't, that has come his way in literal years what kind of drugs are in the bold and beautiful writing room <laughs> the thing is like you could even bring it closer to home but the character of Kristen Demera both actresses saved a lot of things that a lesser actor actress could not save yeah when Eileen was able to yep. make people give a damn about Kristen and Brady as a After pairing she- after she drugged and raped Eric. Yeah. Like, there, it, as fucked up as it was, pe- I hate them, but people liked them because of her performance. 
a performance can go a long way in saving your character when you're you're being written to do stupid shit. It can also twist the writing into portraying something that's not meant to be seen. Yep. Yep. And I think that's where we are now. Because I don't know if Ron is intending it to be written this way. I know a lot of people think that he doesn't like Philip. I honestly, I don't know if he doesn't like Philip or he just doesn't care. I don't think he, I don't think he has a full grasp of who Philip is as a character. I think he has a very specific take on who Philip is as a character. And I don't think it's a full vision of who Philip is. Yeah. And I just, I want better for him. As a Philip fan, this is hard to watch. Yeah, it's not. It's It's weird to watch because I've seen Philip before and I've seen multiple versions of Philip before. He never seemed this way. He wasn't like he always had the insecurities and the anger issues when when those insecurities came out. But it's like they are tunnel vision focused on that particular aspect of his personality and all of the good stuff that balances it out has disappeared and it's not fair. Philip deserves better than that. His fans deserve better than that. The thing is, the fact that all of the good things that people liked about him have dis- has disappeared, it tells me that the writer before, because if this was his him as a performer the entire time, it wasn't. The, it was the yeah, writer. <laughs> the the writers before had a better understanding of the character. I don't think Ron has a, a full understanding. He may understand some parts of Philip, but I don't think he understands Philip as a whole. And, and if you can't have a, if the writer's not meeting him halfway, I, it doesn't feel like Jay can play what's not written, or he's playing. It feels like he's playing something that isn't written because I genuinely don't think. Philip is supposed to be crazy, but that's the way it comes off. It's and it's weird because and, and and there's grounds to make him a little crazy if they wanted to, but they're not gonna lean into. I mean, given who his parents are and how he was raised, if they wanted to lean into him being a little nuts, it would make sense. Yeah. But they're not doing that, so it's not it's not landing. I just I'm just curious to see what they're gonna do. I'm ready for it to be over. It needs to be, and they need to move Philip completely on out of this orbit. I don't know what they do, where they where they go, but they could this do ain't a working. Gabby, a Gabby Philip Jake triangle and let Philip win. <laughs> because at this point, that's the only thing I'm gonna care about when it comes to all three of those characters. <laughs> I just this I, I I need a change. I need something different. Could you imagine Victor losing his shit over Gabby becoming his daughter-in-law? That'd be hilarious. Because <laughs> honestly, Gabby would be the only one not who, who would who wouldn't take his crap. Who yep. wouldn't take his crap? She she she, she the right same back. way she went she went like she never pulled any punches with um Julie. She would cuss Victor out until he had a heart attack. Like she and she wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. I would be okay with that. Put Gabby right. in the in the Kiriakis mansion. Fuck it. Like, why not? <laughs> and I'm so mad that when she was there, we never got any scenes with her and Victor. Yeah. Because she moved herself in there when Chad was staying there. Yeah, but she hates Ava. There's no reason for her to want to stay there. Maybe, like, what if she tries to appeal to Philip, who's down and out over Chloe and Brady, and something starts to happen? And then you have her telling Jake, Hey, it's just so we can 
get something stable in at Titan again and have her actually fall for him. But would Philip would Philip buy it? Would Philip He could just he could literally just be on the rebound for from Chloe. And then maybe it becomes something real later. But that's, again, isn't that I, what she did with Stefan? I could also see Philip blaming Gabby for why he was fired from Titan in the first place and not really wanting anything to do with her. True. That that's you know, that's where I'm like, I don't know that that would work. Now I could see him pretending like I could I could, I could kind of see like a ooh, Nicholas Ava situation. Yeah. Yep, them, them both pretending that they give a shit about each other and then actually end up giving a shit about each yeah. other. Or he could, yeah, he could do to Gabby what Gabby tried to do to Stefan and that he, you know, he's trying to get close to her to take her down. Because at this point, if Philip wanted to go nuclear on Gabby, I'd be fine with it because she'd be yeah. well within his rights. Yeah, like he wants to marry her to take Gabby's chic since he's fired now. Yeah, he wants to marry her to um, maintain control of Gabby's chic. He lost what was important to him, so he's so now he's going to take what's important to her. Yep. Like there you go, do it, Ron. Go, please. (laughs) Save us from all of this wretched mess. (laughs) Yes. Well, now that we have sort of dealt with all of the wretched mess. We can now go into the happier, well, I won't necessarily say happier side of Salem, but the definitely more entertaining side of Salem. Um, Abe is insistent that the wedding proceed as scheduled, despite Paulina's worries about his health. Abe can see that something is on Paulina's mind, but he isn't sure what it, what it is, so he does talk to Lonnie about it, and I kind of love these like father daughter scenes and we got they a little bit funny. of a we got a little bit of a Brandon and Celeste mention too which was interesting was weird <laughs> now did y'all bump on the fact that Brandon and Celeste are friends because like a couple people in my timeline were like a little thrown by it and I'm just like yeah. well the entire reason Theo went to South Africa for rehab is because Brandon and Celeste were there I imagine that they got close while they were taking care of the, of Theo, which is exactly what Abe said. So I don't really understand why people had an issue with it. It just felt random, but yeah, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I think, and the thing is, Brandon did lose his mom, so I could see him gravitating towards Celeste as a mother figure. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. Like assume, I wouldn't assume mom. they're. Yeah, I wouldn't assume they're screwing. Yeah, no, um, I don't. I don't see anything romantic. <laughs> I just see them being, fr- you know, being friendly because they do they do have family members in common yeah, in common but yeah um the abe abe knows something's off with paulina the abe and lonnie scenes where he wanted a sandwich and that was, <laughs> yeah, that, oh my god they were so cute that is my father she was like no i'm not getting it like just no <laughs> that is everyone who has ever had an elder my grandmother in the, in the hospital in the hospital in the hospital asking for pork ribs <laughs> but you cannot have that i want it but <laughs> you can't have it they were i really love those scenes i don't care if he's her father or not he better adopt her within the next six months or i'm gonna be pissed 
they it was just oh their vibe is so nice because yeah it was really cute because they're they're laying it on with all her connections right before the truth oh god this is gonna hurt so good because then we move into um lonnie is having doubts about accepting paulina's maid of honor offer she doesn't want to upset chanel theo and lonnie have a really sweet scene about how happy they are that they have each other Theo gets Chanel to talk to Lonnie. Chanel realizes Paulina lied about when and why she asked Lonnie to be maid of honor. She covers how upset she is, tells Lonnie she's fine with it, and as Paulina comes in, she storms out. Oh, this was all so good. Theo Lonnie scenes are really good. I'm, I'm, I like the fact that they said no matter what, we still have each other. You're yeah, and the, Theo lights up. Yeah, around he, Lonnie around in a way Lonnie. that he doesn't with anybody else. You notice that? Yeah, yeah. I think she's probably like the first. She's the. I think she's the only female relative he's had post. He's had a relationship with post um, Lexi's Lexi dying because yeah. Celeste left right after Lexi died. Yeah. So he's kind of he's still he was still growing up when he met Lonnie, and so like. She, and she was just there. Remember, he Kyler already, was in the role by then, right? Yeah, Kyler mm-hmm. was in the role when um they introduced Lonnie. I remember he had to confide in her about being bullied by uh what's his name Chase. Chase. So like they've always had this relationship. I do like that they're still playing it. I hope it continues even after the reveal. I hope they cling on to each other after the reveal because why not? Yeah, like. I- I want that because it's going to be weird for him to be like because that's always going to be his sister but now she's not and it's just in his his goddaughter yep yeah and honestly too I wonder I wonder if like watching his father get humiliated at his wedding is going to bring stuff up for Theo well it should but it won't well, it might because they literally they had him make a joke about the wedding, so mm-hmm. it could. It's very much in the forefront of his mind. Which they that c- might be why that which we'll talk about the scene in a second. Why um, why that scene existed, but I want to pivot to the Chanel part of this. Um, yeah, they are laying the groundwork for her to be the one to reveal everything, really, really, really well. They you, are, you know the only thing that I wish that they'd done and it goes back to the scene where he um, asked for her blessing to marry her mom. Mm-hmm. I wish that they had built a relationship with Abe and Chanel. Because when well, Prior was, to that, yeah. Yeah, because when she was like, my dad died when I was really little and I've never had one, but if if I have to pick a stepfather, you're probably, you know, the best guy that I could think of or something like that. It was just really, really sweet. And I would have loved it if she had gotten like close to and attached to Abe as a father figure. It almost feels, <laughs> I, I kind of am glad that they didn't do that though. Cause then that's going to make her doing this even worse. Yeah. So she- Less of an emotional attachment to Abe gives her. It, it gives her a bit more room to blow this up to, at the time that she does it. Exactly, because at this point, 
she doesn't know Abe that well. So she can, in a way, ignore his pain while focusing on how angry she is at her mother. Oh, yeah. Like, I get it. I, I just feel like it would have given more emotional. It, it definitely would have, though. Yeah. Because Chanel, and, I, and I'm sure that it's intentional, but like Chanel's been on the outside of the family unit this whole time. Yep. And yeah. I would have liked for her to be a little more. And like I the wonder. Fact that, the fact that Theo had to be the one to go talk to Chanel on Lonnie's behalf. Like Lonnie, they're cool, but they're not close. I wonder if they're doing all of this for Chanel to, to kind of explode at the wedding. I've been on the outside looking in. I've always felt like I had to measure up to Lonnie. It always felt like Lonnie was your first choice. And now I know why, because it turns out she's actually the daughter you always wanted. And I'm just the one you got stuck with. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like, like I, I, I do feel like it's, it's definitely been intentional. Yeah. I just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of wish that they'd done things a little, that they'd done a better job of like building her connections. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hold off complaining about that only because I want to see if they play that, if they play her lack of connections in like, if that's part of her monologue when she drops the bomb. I want it to be as a a way to kind of show that they did all of these things intentionally so that they could put her in the position to drop this bomb. Yeah, like I, I think that they did. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that they did. I, I would be surprised if they didn't. Like, I, yeah. I would honestly yeah. be surprised if that was not the whole point of it going. One thing I do wish is that she had more of a sounding board because Johnny don't ask about what's going on with her. Um, <laughs> Allie, does Allie? I don't mm, remember. Not really. I don't no. think Allie does either. Theo, I think Theo would. He, I think he would care. They could play that up, especially since he, oh, we'll talk about next, since they do have a friendship and were and dated at one point. I think he would care enough to worry about how she's feeling with all this because he did take the time to go ask her. He felt comfortable enough to do that. I'm pretty sure he would feel comfortable enough to ask her if she's okay, if she's really okay after all this happened. I wonder too if maybe like, again, they're doing it on purpose like Chanel they want Chanel to be isolated and feel like she doesn't have a person to talk to, to therefore talk her out of doing this. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is because, yeah, like, she's vulnerable. I, I, I don't think Allie would let her. Allie would not let her. Theo absolutely would not let her. Like, Johnny, I don't even think would let her no. do this. But then again, also, Johnny might pull out a camera. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, with, with Johnny, it's hard to tell. But, you know, I just, I think they they had to isolate Chanel because Chanel's going to be the one to do this. And they have to make it so that she has a reason to. Yeah. And that, she, like, she can't be talked out of it. And her anger and insecurity have to be what's motivating her. Because the, the devil's going to play on what's already there. The devil's right. going to magnify what's already inside her. And that is kind of what makes this brilliant. This this week is gonna be so good. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm nervous. <laughs> Me too. But speaking of Johnny, Johnny and Chanel rehearse for his movie. He's Stefano and she's Celeste. So uh, her Celeste is so good that Theo sees her and thinks it is Celeste for a minute. After Chanel leaves to see Lonnie, Johnny and Theo reconnect, and Theo reassures him he does not 
have a problem with him dating Chanel. Johnny also tries to break the tension when Theo runs into Ben and Sierra and finds out they are having a baby. I loved Johnny in these scenes. Like, just, I love Johnny and Theo's dynamic, first of all. But, like, when, when Theo said what he did to Ben and Sierra about the, the wedding line, he was like, well, the, Johnny was like, shit, this could go south really fast. Let me try to just break this up real quick. These scenes were, I did, I really liked these scenes because I didn't notice it before, but Johnny looks like the grandson of Stefano DeMera and Roman Brady. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he, he's got, he's kind of got the Southern twang, kind of like, like Josh does now as Roman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works because I think the Braves were originally from Tennessee, so it kind of works. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it works really well, and she mastered Celeste. Yeah, like she was, put she put that wig, wig on. was she, funny. <laughs> she put that wig on. She spoke in that voice, and I was transported back to 1994 because the scene they were rehearsing was an actual scene that aired. Oh wow! And it 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 took me all the way back. I was like, oh wow. And it's so funny that they were ragging on her accent and like that she didn't have one. But to me, she did. Like w- when she was doing those scenes, like I didn't have any, like it, it worked for me. I didn't have an issue with the accent. And then they were like, you're doing the accent wrong. And I'm like, no, she wasn't, but okay. Didn't but she- yeah. Go ahead, Dylan. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm um, the one thing that like, okay. And I know it's a weird thing and it's probably just like, you know, the, the black girl in me peeping things but like there is no way they're gonna tell me she just stuffed all that hair under that wig and it laid that <laughs> and it laid that flat I was like come on now y'all know that's a lie that was a lie that was a lie and a half that beauty supply store wig that he he dropped out of that bag like <laughs> she would have needed like she would have needed to braid it down on a cap but other than yeah maybe she ran into the bathroom at the bakery and did that That like that was like no that that takes a minute but that was like the first thing I thought because I was like yeah no but they do that though because I I remember on GH when they did the scene where Trina gets covered in all the gunk at the gallery and it's all in her hair and they're like oh she can just go we'll give her some towels we'll get her you know she can go under the sink and I'm like that's not how that works <laughs> <laughs> but i i did think like they were cute and i chanel and johnny just have such a sweet vibe i just they they have like the whole fun flirty dynamic down i yeah. need to start building some emotional depth with that them part. i like, feel like that's going to be coming though because like, like he doesn't he don't ask about her. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, he's. I think he's. We're gonna see the emotional depth. I think or lack thereof, if there isn't any, in these come in in the aftermath of the wedding. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where she leans. It's gonna be interesting to see if it's Allie or if it's Johnny. She throws herself at Johnny because it literally says that things with she and Johnny are gonna heat up, and I think that's gonna be in reaction to everything that happened at the wedding. So the question is, is he going to roll with it or is he going to see that she's running away from the pain that she caused, stop things and give her a chance to talk things out? Yeah, I I would like if Theo coaching her is the way to open that door, because like I would like to see them all working together at the Dublin Hair Mansion on the movie and him coaching Theo coaching her on the accent. 
that and would be good. And there, that there's be chemistry. The way to open it up. There's chemistry with Raven and and Cameron too. It is. Yeah, there is. I, I saw it when they kissed. Um, because she, you know, when Allie rejected her, she instantly kissed Theo. Like she went right from she ran right from Allie's into into literally into Theo's lips. Yeah. <laughs> so and wasn't that like their first scene? I think that's their very first scene together. That might have been yeah. their first scene because I don't think he was here when she made her debut. No, it was still precious. When when Theo no, came mean, back to town, it was precious. When the switch happened. Oh, oh yeah. I was thinking when the switch happened, he the wasn't because he was, yeah, Christ he town. was there. But it was just switched that I think it was that same episode. It was it was like the couple episodes later. Because like her Precious's last episode was the Price Town reveal. And then Raven's mm-hmm. first episode was dealing with the aftermath and dealing of it with Allie. And then they kissed. And then the next day after their kiss is when Allie rejected her. And then she left because Allie chose trip and she ran right into Theo. Yeah. I'm not sure why they haven't brought in another young woman because it's clear that the moment Ali and Chanel interacted that that's where they were going so like Trip is out Johnny's going to be out of a love interest if Theo's going to be coming back and forth there needs to be someone else there it's weird that it's not yet maybe it will be and we just haven't seen them yet okay crazy theory time uh, you know, I always you know I always have one crazy theory. Um, with Trip being rejected not once but twice now for somebody else in terms of, you know, he got rejected by Sierra for Ben. He's gonna get rejected by Allie for Chanel. Could Theo just uh, could Theo could Trip just say fuck it and switch teams and we get Trip and, and Leo knowing that Leo's coming up in a few months? Oh. <sighs> I think it would be interesting, but I don't think people care enough about Trip because I think people love Leo a lot. They will want Leo with someone they give a shit about. <laughs> I don't think people care enough about Trip. But I wouldn't be opposed to it if they're really going to tell the story. I mean, because they could literally, because they've already kind of played the beats a little bit of Trip seeing the writing on the wall because he's literally been here before. So what if? after like and he's had so many failed relationships with women like he has not had a successful relationship on the show at all i mean like but to be fair like we don't really for all we know trip dated boys all through high school like we we didn't know right him. they, they yeah, never really delved into it yeah they, they well, haven't delved into his background at, a lot at all really so maybe maybe he can maybe he can reveal that like maybe he had a high school hookup with a guy but then he started realizing he was into women so it, he just chalked it up to a one-time thing and then maybe things with if he ends up meeting leo you know things change i would love that honestly it would be different and i'll be open to see where it goes steve having to deal with leo would bring me so much joy Uh (laughs) (laughs) did you say steve having to deal with leo (laughs) honestly that'd be so much fun oh yes yes i would love that truly i honestly think like ava and leo would get along after she threatened him a couple times yeah <laughs> like they'd be cool steve though oh that would be a problem and I would steve like, would just be annoyed by him because leo's a lot yes yeah he, he he's a lot at all times not sometimes that's just him so <laughs> and 
I don't think Steve would take kindly to Leo throwing his weight around the way he does. It would it would be it would be interesting. Well, he'd absolutely <laughs> stuff him in the trunk of a car <laughs> at some point. It would literally be hilarious. Like the shovel talk would involve an actual shovel. Like I <laughs> Now I need this. Now I need this crazy theory to be a thing. But um, I'm I'm really excited to kind of see where Johnny and Chanel wind up. I'm really excited to see where Theo winds up. Um, I didn't really need him to interact with Ben and Sierra in that one scene. Like, honestly, I would have been I would have been good if they didn't bring it up because the the thing that was hilarious to me it was like the one he's like the one thing that would be awkward be would be running into ben and sierra right now and there they show up but neither one of them saw him until he got up and walked over to them i almost wish he didn't do that yeah like he he could have went the other way yeah i don't really ever need to see them together i mean and I, I know we got, I think we have another scene coming up later, uh, coming up next week. Like he's going to apologize to them next week, I heard, um, which I kind of hope in like that's the last time that they bring this up and is like, like, I see that you guys are happy now. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm sorry that like I couldn't see that before. And then Sierra apologizes for, you know, using him as a shield when she was running away from her feelings and they just kind of put the past behind them and both of them just officially move on. Maybe he just maybe he just apologized for the reaction to the baby news because I don't really need to see him apologize for anything else. Truly. I I just don't. I kind of do for the brainwashing comment but that's just me. Like when he said that like he didn't like because he said he didn't think that Sierra could actually love Ben, that Ben was actually brainwashing her when like the truth came out of the cabin. And for that, I kind of want him to walk that back a little bit because I didn't particularly love that moment. So that for me would be like something like, okay, I can see that you guys are in love. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And then just move on. Ugh, I'm not yeah, like I'm at all. I, I mean, especially if he's. Like I said, if he's only going to be here for a limited amount of time, there are so many other people that I would rather see him interacting with. He's got a t- he's got a whole family situation going on. He's I I I don't on, need on to both see him. sides of his family exactly yeah. all over the place. Like I I don't need to see him with in scenes with either of them ever again. To be honest, but speaking of them. Um, Susan shows up to warn Ben and Sierra that evil is coming for their child. Ben is inclined to listen because of the part Susan played in helping him find Sierra, but Sierra is hesitant and scared of what Susan is saying. I'll when be right Susan, back. Okay. When Susan passes out after a vision, Ben goes to Marlena for help. Mar Devil is not thrilled at Susan's interference and drags her out. Sean and Belle come to congratulate them, and Sierra tells them what Susan said, and they are not thrilled with Susan for scaring her. This was hilarious. There were parts of this that I liked and parts of it that I didn't. Okay, what, what part didn't you love? I don't like the way, and it it's not just Sierra and it wasn't just like Ben, 
Ben, Lord, Sean and Belle, but like it's it's kind of been a recurring thing for me. I I don't like the way that they're kind that they've had people react as if Susan is a bother or beneath them or a, like I I don't like it. I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't like the way that people have been kind of treating her as if she's an annoyance in an issue and I got that from Belle. Sierra for me, I kind of understood where she was coming from because like this woman comes in that she does not know is claiming that there is evil coming after her child and like what Susan was doing was a lot. Yeah, like I I get Susan's always where, a lot. Yeah. I get where Sierra was coming from, but it, it was borderline mean. I didn't I didn't appreciate I and like I said, it's not just this scene. Like they the way that they've had people respond to her has annoyed me. I don't I don't like the way that it feels. Is it just this has it has it been happening over multiple um yeah, returns like, for her? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, they, it, it's just kind of bitchy. And sometimes it can be a little bit much. It, at the, at, sometimes it's like Gabby. Like where she's very obnoxious, very smug. And it's kind of hard to, even when something's going wrong, it's kind of difficult to feel sympathy for her in that moment because of the way it's coming off. But Dylan, I was going to ask you as a mom, if someone was coming at you- no, Like I said, I, you, you don't have to go so hard for your girl. Okay? No, 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 this, I, no, 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 this, I no, I was, I was literally going to ask, how from? would you, how would you react? Cause I was honestly curious, like for me, when I was watching it, it just felt like her, her mother instincts were going into overdrive. So I was wondering if how, like, would, would you yeah, have reacted the same way kind of yeah like I get it I, I get where she was coming from I do it's just it it's been a react it's been a reaction that they've been having people have towards Susan that I don't appreciate because Susan as a character she's always been someone who yeah when even when she messes up she means well and like everyone should know that she's not someone with bad intentions or you know she means she doesn't mean any harm she's not trying to you know harm anyone or upset anyone or you know is it also too like because and i I don't have much experience with i i mean mean, like i because i felt this way with when they had like even though it was Kristen as susan chloe didn't know that but it's like they they yeah they, and, even, and even how brady would react to her too which yeah, it's, which it's, is leading me to my my next question um i don't have much experience with eileen's version of susan because i haven't gotten that much of it yet in what i'm watching in classic days but from what i've seen she plays susan a little bit softer and subtler than stacy does stacy kind of goes all out and like does a lot of crazy things at Susan, which can be a lot and be very overwhelming and kind of put people's guards up and make them react a certain way. Could that be it? I I would buy that if she weren't such a well-established character and it weren't people reacting to her who already knew her. Because I don't know, I just feel like- Okay, who who already knows her has, because Sierra doesn't know her, 
Brady, Brady was a child, so Brady really didn't know much about her. Yeah, but he well, knows of her. But I, look, I'm not going to argue with you about it. I just, that's just how I feel. I didn't, I don't like the way that they've been playing people's reactions with her. I don't know. I get like it. I just like she's a problem. I'm just trying to figure out if it's like, if it's like, if it's intentional or if it's because of she's doing so much and it's just different because Susan was never really like this before or if it's an unintentional thing because the actors don't really know what to do when she gets like that, you know? Yeah, I get you. But I will say uh, what's coming up next, I really did enjoy Hold on, I'm losing it. There we go. Where are we at? Uh, let's see. I did love when Marlena came in and like and Mar- Mar- when Marlena was like dragging Susan out and the look on Ben and Sierra's face when she threatened to kill her. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> it was like, they didn't, they didn't know what the hell to do. Because they, they kind of looked like, um, do we say something? Or do we just kind of let this go? Because I've never seen Marlena do this. So I'm just going to not say anything. <laughs> but I, I, di- I did feel, I did kind of feel bad for Susan in that moment. Because like you, you knew, you knew Marlena, like you knew it was the devil and you knew you knew Susan meant well. You were, and it's just like, and then when they left, and then once they're back at the townhouse, Susan realizes the evil is coming from Marlena. She realizes that the devil is in Marlena. She tries to use a cross to keep the devil away, <laughs> but he's too strong and knocks her out. Before Mar Devil can dispose of her, Paulina shows up to make sure that all that she'll still marry them, even though she couldn't tell Abe the truth. Paulina hears a noise, and it's revealed that Mar Devil has turned Susan into a cat. Once Paulina leaves, she tries to leave with Cat Susan, only to be stopped by Sean and Belle. They are looking for Susan. She tells them Susan left and rushes out, leaving Sean and Belle very confused. This was hilarious. All of this. <laughs> but the end <laughs> where Belle is like, but don't they sometimes put them down if they can't find a home yep. for them? And Marlena's like, yeah, sure do. <laughs> <laughs> And Sean and Belle were looking like, um, what the hell is happening? Right? <laughs> and like, they don't like, and the whole, like, turning Susan into a cat was hilarious. And they put buck teeth ex- on the cat. <laughs> I did not expect that. That was the last thing I expected. Because I was wondering, like, how is she going to get Susan out of there? Do you think of that damn cat and called it Susan? <laughs> And Shaggy said, I've never seen Buck Teeth on a cat before. <laughs> oh my God. I lost it. <laughs> and my thing is, everybody was talking about like how well behaved the cat was and how they were surprised because cats are usually not one to cooperate. And part of me is like, I feel like the cat loved Deidre, which is great. But I feel like the cat was supposed to be fighting against her so much, considering it was Susan. You would think Susan would be trying to get away from her. And instead, the cat was just like kind of just there and just kind of snuggling into her which was so cute it's so funny it was <laughs> my devil was like yeah cat might die oh, no. <laughs> like she just my devil does not have a fuck left to give well, she pulled the cross out she was like you're an idiot like, <laughs> she was so annoyed like she's like I really gotta deal with this half of I don't, I don't feel like and it and of course she's in travel for the cross 
Yeah, was, and it was all oh, that callback was hilarious. She explained the fact that she explained why she and they tried to tell me Yvonne and Vivian weren't vampires. Like, yes. <laughs> hilarious, so good. And like, and I knew, like, because like they were just, you know, because Susan's like, I'm not gonna leave, I'm not gonna leave until I know the truth, like, I'm not going anywhere. And then Mar Devil has had enough and grabbed her and I was like the minute she grabbed her I was like I know that's a mistake because the minute that she touched her Susan was able to pick up the evil oh god we, we didn't talk about when Susan was picking up the evil and at Ben and Sierra's and she straight up passed out and like landed on like landed in Ben's arms Dude, hilarious that was funny <laughs> also when she started feeling up his abs right Roger better start doing some crunches <laughs> Rob and Victoria's faces in those scenes priceless. I don't know how anybody can keep a straight face in scenes with Stacey and Susan. I don't know. She goes for it. I love that so much. Because like, it- if you were the least little bit self-conscious, it would just come off as awkward and cringy. Yeah. Is it weird that I enjoy her Susan more than Eileen's? No, because I do too. She plays it she the goes voice, to the, the wall. The voice is different. Like even the voice is less annoying to me than Eileen Susan. I think that's because Stacy's voice is a little bit um like deeper and huskier than Eileen's. Yeah. Like Eileen has a bit of a higher natural voice. So when when people with higher voices go into the Susan voice, it tends to be more grating than those who don't. Yeah. But Susan is hilarious at hilarious. all times. <laughs> And we got one more little thing to talk about before we talk about the big show stop and finale. Uh, Steve and Kayla are concerned about John and Marlena. Marlena has not been returning their calls and Steve is worried about John because he doesn't know where he is. Kayla tells Steve about John's concerns for Marlena, which makes Steve even more confused because he knows John would never leave Marlena if he were worried about her. So I like the You better mind your business. <laughs> yeah, otherwise the devil otherwise the devil's gonna take his other eye. <laughs> ah! Okay. <laughs> I was unprepared. <laughs> but is, yeah. is something gonna happen to Steve? I have this weird feeling something's gonna happen to Steve. Some, uh, something happens to Kayla, not to Steve. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So that'll that'll distract yeah. him long enough. Yeah, because they, okay. they they posted a set story around the time they were filming Christmas, which was, I think, just after, like, the um, possession story has reached its climax. And Kayla is wearing, like, stary strips on her head, like she's got a head wound. Oh. So I feel like Kayla's going to get hurt somehow. Yeah, that'll, that'll take Steve out of commission. Yeah. Or enrage Steve enough to go after her even more. Because you don't hurt Kayla. See, between Steve and Eli, somebody, <laughs> somebody better mind their business. And you, you can tell, like, Mar Devil is hell bent on this secret coming out because even once Paulina left, like, once she got the okay and Paulina left, she's like, well, clearly I still have more work to do there. But yeah. Because right now yeah. it's on Susan. She's got to twist the knife a bit more to get people to where she wants to be, wants them yep. to be for that wedding. She's, she's manipulating things into a perfect storm and i'm wondering why like does she need a certain level of chaos in order to achieve whatever she wants to achieve or is she just doing this for fun yeah that like i'm curious how 
like this is going to tie together. And I'm also curious, like, what is the overall what's our end game? plan? And, and the only thing we know for sure is Ben and Sierra's baby is at the center of it. But beyond that, we don't know. Now, does she, I mean, and like I said, with like everybody's been having sex in Salem. So like, is she looking to create like a little baby devil army? You're the children of the corn. Because <laughs> <laughs> like Chad and Abby have, you know, Chad and Abby, Jake and Gabby, Eli and Lonnie, like every, everybody. People that don't need no more kids. No. <laughs> But I'm just like, like literally, whenever there is a devil episode on, and you know, people are having sex, including when we bring zombies back from the dead. And yes, I'm still there. (laughs) Like, I'm also kind of waiting to see if she does anything with Rachel because you you think she would, because Rachel's probably living in her house. Now, maybe she needs them in infant form because they're the most susceptible and can be corrupted as babies because they're not fully formed yet. And like children Rachel's age, because their goodness has or lack thereof has already been established, it's harder to sort of do whatever she needs to do. So she needs like babies in order to be able to do whatever she needs to do. That's kind of how I'm justifying it in my head at the moment. I don't know. It's so like I'm. I'm curious. I just want to like. I am really curious and really invested in seeing like how it plays out and where it goes and what the overall plan is. It's so fun. Like it's ju- it's an adventure. It's just a ride. And now we head into what was arguably my favorite part of the entire week. Uh, John is still stuck in the Demera crypt. Mari Devil returns with Cat Susan in tow, and John is quite confused when the cat turns into Susan. Susan's, Susan's prayer and John's love give Marlena the strength to expel the demon. Marlena tries to free John, but the devil has jumped into Susan. John makes the devil realize that killing him won't kill Marlena's love for him, and if the devil wants, to com- wants complete control, then Marlena has to lose faith in John. To make that happen, the devil wants to tempt John to cheat, Realizing he can't do that with Susan's face, the devil transforms into Eileen Davidson's Kristen in one of the best cliffhangers I've ever freaking seen. I was, I saw the Twitter reaction. I'm like, because I didn't watch it at work. And I was like, how are they going to just swap them out? I did not expect her to literally transform <laughs> into Eileen Davidson. That was wild. She wore- it felt like I was watching an episode of Supernatural. Like, literally. <laughs> literally she morphed right into her and it was just like and can we just talk about first of all sue devil is better than anything i ever could have pictured <laughs> like sue the devil is a problem okay <laughs> first of all susan's voice mixed with the devil voice yeah that that was it <laughs> <laughs> and the way that she that sue devil just threw through marlena yeah, I felt so bad. I'm like, good lord. <laughs> the way she... <laughs> I don't know uh, what was worse, like the violence of her collapsing when the when she expelled the de- the devil out of her, or when the devil threw her against the wall. You know, because I'm like, okay, we gonna be careful. <laughs> I mean, they have stunt doubles. Thank the good lord, but still, I always yeah. get a little leery. And just, I love the fact that they keep doubling down on the fact that John's love is giving her the strength to fight the demon. 
And I said this on Twitter. I think we got a preview of what the exorcism is going to look like when it comes time. Picture everybody Marlena loves standing in a room and everybody praying for Marlena and, and, and John's love and, and giving her the strength to fight the devil. And as, as she's fighting the devil, the devil just hops from one person to the other all around the room. That would be hilarious and fun. I really do think that that's how we're going to end up. We're just going to go all around until finally the devil just has no strength and just disappears. I think that's how we're eventually, because I was trying to figure out how they were going to do the exorcism this time, because the way they did it the first time took forever. Like I swear to God, she was being exorcised for like a month, but I don't feel it's going to take that long this time. Yeah. It's going to be like, is Sammy going to be back at that point? hope so i know i know we see her in captivity i don't know if she'll be rescued by then do we know who has her no okay she looks like she's in a padded cell somewhere according to the soap opera digest spoiler picks wherever she is it's not a good time no (laughs) (laughs) no it it almost looks like she's in an insane asylum yeah like wherever oh what if she's in in bayview yes that's, I was literally just about to say, do you think they would put her in Bayview? I think Martell would. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How long has the devil been in Salem? Has the devil I, I honestly, back? my theory is that he's been in Salem since Johnny got home. I think the, I think the gates of hell are located in the Demera Crypt or the Demera Tunnels. And we know that Johnny was fucking around down there before we saw him. So I think he unleashed something and the devil got out and jumped into Doug because we did not see Doug after the 4th of July until the possession stuff started. The entire month of August, we did not see him. And he did not go to Sierra's, Sierra and Theo's wedding because he supposedly got hurt playing racquetball. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so the last time we had seen Doug prior to, prior to possession starting was the night of Lonnie and Eli's anniversary party when Theo came in. That was the last time we saw Doug. And then mm-hmm. we didn't start seeing Doug again until they started playing up the dementia thing a couple weeks before they revealed the devil. So it's very possible that the devil has been around since at least mid-August. I do want them to address that. I would like to hear about that. Yeah, and I think I think we're definitely going to get it eventually, which I'm very excited about. But can- can we talk about for one second? I know we kind of jumped to the end and the reveal with Eileen Davidson, but let's backtrack to the moment that um, Mar Devil transformed Cat Susan back into Susan. <laughs> <laughs> she was licking her hands and, <laughs> and up against John's leg, <laughs> rubbing all on John's leg, like ma'am. He was like Susan. <laughs> 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 I do put all in and I appreciate her so much for that. I love her for that. Like as you like I said, like if she were the least little bit self-conscious, it would just come off so cringy and awkward. But because she just goes full out, it's just so much fun to watch. And and again, so much fun to watch. She's amazing because she goes all in, and her co-stars are amazing because they manage to stay in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could, what I tell you could not be me. Absolutely <laughs> could not be me. 
Oh, for sure. I I have broke so many times. <laughs> so many when, times. Like when she dropped to her knees and started praying, I was <laughs> like, I was like, what is she doing? Like try to escape, but I assume my devil did have the door locked. But yeah, I didn't expect that. And then John started egging her on. I did. I really did like Drake's um, performance when he was like telling Marlena to fight because you could tell he was getting emotional about it. Yeah, and oh my god, like the look on. Somebody else pointed this out on Twitter and they were right. There was there was a look that Deidre had. You had you saw the tears in her eyes while she still had the devil eyes yeah. and then she crumpled to the floor. Yeah. Oh, so good. My heart. Deidre is doing so well in this story. And unfortunately, I don't think she's gonna get any sort of um award recognition for it, even though she should. It's just it's a joy to watch and they're, they're having so much fun and that makes it fun for us exactly and like too like when when susan was was talking to the devil and you you could see she was using you she was using she was calling to marlena like come on marlena john needs you look at this face look at this <laughs> that Susan is ridiculous at all times. I love her for it, though. <laughs> and then she's like, what are we doing at the Demera Crypt? Oh, We're not dead. All, like, little, all these dead Demeras. <laughs> We're not dead. <laughs> I want to see her with Johnny so bad. I really do. They need to have a scene. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, they need to put them in a scene together. I don't care what they're doing. I just need to see it. I need to see her with... Uh, with with Dan's EJ. Yep. Yes. Oh my God, please. We haven't seen that yet either. We haven't. I mean, the only Susan that, e, that EJ ever had scenes with was that weird recast with Bryn Thayer. We don't talk about that. And that was even that was over the phone, right? No, yeah. she actually showed up to the Demare Mansion and EJ answered the door. Oh yeah, I remember that. So we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> like no shade, but we no. I mean, but yeah, but still, the dream has no memory of that. <laughs> i did want to ask though like um because i know we talk about this all the time in terms of like john and Kristen and their great quote-unquote great love and whether we bought into that or not i was wondering and maybe it'll still happen i don't know but i thought just for me as much as i love eileen love her love her love seeing her not complaining at all I would have liked to see though if instead of Kristen it was Isabella they did that they did that already in the original um yeah I know that's why I kind of (laughs) kind of wanted them to run that back especially I think I would have it would that would have been more believable because I don't think John gives a damn about Kristen anymore yeah with all the stuff that Kristen's done right but also too you have to think when in the original story when the devil was trying to tempt him out of his priest vows instead of his marriage vows um she transformed herself into Kristen at one point too and it almost worked yeah ah okay like he like the priest collar was on the floor and they were about to do it on the couch when he stopped so the closest she ever got to before like before she decided to start making him dream of Marlena um was in Kristen's face yeah, which I get, but like I said, like you know, I at the time he cared about Kristen and Kristen. That's the other thing. Like I'm, I'm interested to see how the devil 
deals with quote unquote Kristen this time around now that she's not a good girl yeah also too if like since the devil is playing the Kristen card I'm glad that it's Eileen's Kristen only because I do not think that Drake has that kind of chemistry with Stacy now I never bought into John and Kristen's love story but the chemistry with Drake and Eileen was always there yeah I always thought that they were like okay how can I put this I believed they had great sexual chemistry but it was never as deep as the show tried yeah like it it was I never thought that it was what they were telling me it was they were telling us they were in love rather than showing us they were in love and that was the biggest disconnect the chemistry with Eileen and Drake was always there it was just more we have great sexual chemistry let's you know kind of like friends with benefits let's just mutually scratch an itch rather than deep connection kind of a thing yeah so it's going to be very interesting to see them bring this back i'm excited i like i cannot wait to see where this goes and like the promo we got (laughs) the promo was amazing and the fact that that jamie giddens first episode as the breakdown writer features not just eileen's Kristen but stacy's Kristen too i'm so here for that wow that had to be such a mind fuck as a Days fan because he's such a Days fan. Could you imagine? He's a getting soap his... fan, so <laughs> right. But could you imagine? He loves getting... Eileen Davidson. I know that much. He loves Eileen. He loves Days. He finally gets his dream job on his favorite show, and his first script that he gets to break down involves his favorite actress playing his one of his favorite characters. Like that has been so trippy for him. That that is like the dream, yo. Yeah. I'm excited. I am too. I just yeah, that promo was was good. It, that yeah, is was, how you promo. It was very good, and I'm like I'm excited to the point where I'm nervous about what's coming. That and that doesn't happen often. Like I, because it can go so many ways. I'm in, and I'm invested in what's in the promo. It, both so both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like so excited. This- it's gonna be a me- this week is going to be just gloriously messy and I'm yes so excited about it. Hopefully, Emmy contention all the way around for a lot of people because yeah. I think Sal, Lamone, Jack A, James are all about to kill it, and I can't wait. That wedding fallout is the oh lord. Did her dress look better in in the no promo? It did not. <laughs> said no it did not <laughs> i tried <laughs> i love you for it that was not it that dress was not the one or the two because i mean to me it looked a little better but i wasn't sure so i think i'd both question you just like i think oh. it'll okay i think it's still going to be ugly but it'll probably be better on film than in photos yeah yeah well okay but see the first time we saw it was technically on film in that promo and that was not a flattering shot of it so no it wasn't <laughs> maybe it'll look better in motion um let's yeah. hope because i mean you would because usually when a wedding's about to go to hell they deck out the wedding dress so that you look glorious while it happens because if you're going to be stuck in a wedding dress forever because your wedding's about to go to hell, they want to make sure you look good while you're doing it. And That's like, like my my hope is, okay, since this since the wedding's going to be like 
shot all to hell. Maybe that's why we have the raggedy dress this time. And when they <laughs> when they really get married, they'll get her a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so that, that dress is giving Nicole's dress a run for its money. Ooh. Yeah, no, Nicole's dress still wins the worst wedding dress for me. <laughs> Yeah, because at least this one is a wedding dress. I don't. That was literally just a towel that turned into a dress. (laughs) (laughs) The way we will not stop dragging the air cold. (laughs) It's deserved. (laughs) I think is I barely remember the wedding. I just know the fact that I watched the episodes and I don't really remember it. The only thing you remember. The only part I remember is Sammy. Sammy's return (laughs) and the wedding vows and the montage. That's it. I don't even remember the vows. I do because <laughs> because they were the only ones that I the only daytime wedding I've ever seen that had them do their vows in unison. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that part. <laughs> Nick is like the dream has no memory. <laughs> all I remember is Sammy coming in and messing shit up. That's all I remember. <laughs> and Allie in that sparkly checkerboard dress. Yep. That what? Oh, that wedding was so raggedy for no reason. <sighs> And their unfortunately, their anniversary party was not much better. See, that's why I like, like if if Greg Vaughn ever comes back full time, or we ever get another Eric, and they run back Eric Hall, we want a good wedding. We deserve. They they would have to promise him like the Earth, the Moon, and the Stars. Yeah, they'd have to listen. I don't know what it would take to, for him to re-sign again after they fucked up the first time. But it Honestly, would take an act of God, literally, for them to sell that, sell him that again. Because I don't see it happening. Because he got burned so many times on so many broken promises that even if they made him a bunch of promises to get him to sign on the dotted line, they didn't keep any of their promises the first time. Why yeah, would so he now? What reason would he have for like, unless he can negotiate it into his contract, these are the stories that will happen while I'm on this show. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he still speaks very highly of Dan. Yeah, that's like, that's where my I guess that's why I have like a little bit of hope left other than the fact that like listen if Jeannie Francis can go back to ABC and GH anything is possible true but like he also he he seems really complimentary whenever he speaks about it so it doesn't seem like he's yeah, I don't think he has hard feelings. Yeah. I just so, so like he, I feel like he, there's some hope there. Yeah, I think bit. he probably was just thought, well, they're not gonna do anything for me. I can find better somewhere else. I don't think he was he may have been upset in the moment. I don't think he was gonna I don't think he was gonna hold a grudge. I don't think he was gonna pull a Christian Alfonso. I just yeah, didn't. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm hoping that maybe someday, somehow, some way. <laughs> we can get him let back. Let me have it. I'm gonna let you. Have <laughs> no, it. no, well, I'm gonna be right there with you. Let me have it because it means that I can I can keep thinking of Rafe and Nicole in short term context because them being the long term thing, we do not accept that here. Jesus Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we. Ooh, the things that they have put us through. It's, it's a lot. 
It is, and they're going to put us through a whole lot more next week, but I think we have talked about every story and then some. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll enjoy the torture next week. I don't know about the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we hop into our segments? Let's start with our good, bad, and ugly. Dylan, why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, my good, I actually, um, I liked everything that Melinda Trask did this week. That's, that's my girl. I love her. And I also love the little family bits that we got with Abe and Lonnie and Lonnie and Theo and Abe and Paulina. Like, I know that it's just setting me up for heartbreak, but I, I liked it. I, I ate it up. They got me. They got me. Um, my bad it's really just, I'm, I'm tired of Gabby. Like, I'm tired of the direction that they have her in. And I want to enjoy her again. So that was not good. Nothing about anything that was going on with her was good for me this week at all. And my ugly is just Philip and just Philip. Philip. That's all, that's, that's all that's needed. Philip. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, that's my good bad ugly. Nick, what about you? Uh my good is the A Blonnie Lonnie Theo Chanel Theo Paulina Lonnie A scenes. They were really good. I'm enjoying it. It's getting me very, very invested for the fallout and I'm excited for it. It's gonna hurt, but I'm gonna enjoy it. Um my bad. The, uh, I would say the Rafe and Nicole stuff because speaking as someone who actually likes the chemistry between them they're too old to be and they're not in any situations where they should be acting like this they're too old for it and they're not there's no reason for it like you're not married to Ava. You don't have any kids with Ava. Y'all just started dating. Nicole, you aren't even in a relationship. There's no reason for you not to be with him. Like, I'm, I could enjoy it, but it's a terribly written story. Um, and the ugly... Um, uh, Philip, unless he's going to start slitting throats i need him to stop um because it's weird that he's coming off as a killer an abusive killer like it's just it's odd and the um scene with no follow-up with theo and ben and sierra i didn't need it it was unnecessary they could have kept it all right well my good is all things stacy Hyduke. From Susan in the scenes with Ben and Sierra to Susan confronting Mardevil to still channeling the cat to Susan <laughs> then becoming the devil. Like, this is Stacy, this was Stacy Hyduke's week. And I was just happy to be an audience member and watch her flourish because it was literally so much fun and so much joy. And I was laughing my ass off, and it was hilarious. Um, my bad are the Hernandez siblings. 
Rafe and Gabby and their respective pairings. It's just they are they are the worst parts of their pairings for me. Because Rafe's behavior towards Ava is not it. Gabby's behavior in general is just not it. Like the Hernandez siblings need to have several seats and just get the fuck out of my face. They can have yeah. seats on the bus out of Salem. I would be yes, okay with that. that part. And my ugly is Philip. Yeah, I now know what what it would be like if the incredible if the Incredible Hulk was constipated, and that was not something I ever needed to know. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's been a lot. So no, I just I expect him to just walk down the street and stab somebody. Like, <laughs> just, like just, literally just, open up his mouth and breathe fire and just singe everything in his path. Like it's just weird. He's so aggressive. <laughs> For, uh, and not that he doesn't have reason to be angry. It's just he doesn't have reason to be this angry. Like it's yeah. a lot. Like unless they say like the devil's been putting something in the air and it's fucking with his brain. Like pivot away from this quickly because yikes and that is it for our good bad and ugly now we go to our watching it wrongs dylan do you have one i don't once again i i kind of stayed out of the tag this week so i don't really and didn't really see what we were up to in in these streets and on the message boards so Hopefully all of y'all are behaving. They aren't. <laughs> oh, that, may, that must mean you have one. No, nah, I don't have one. I just know they aren't. <laughs> okay. Well, I have one. And it's not so much a, a watching it wrong as uh, have you been watching for that long? Because I don't understand how anybody who has watched this show and has seen John and Marlena fall in love and understands what their love is could actually think that the devil using Kristen to tempt him would actually work. And apparently those people exist. And I'm just confused because what show are you watching? Especially under Ron's version of Days because Ron has solidified John and Marlena to be the strongest that they've ever been. And yet you think that the devil is going to get him to break his marriage vows. The devil couldn't even get him to break his priestly vows. Like, are you new here? I literally don't understand what some people are watching. And that was my watching it wrong. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Watch next week. Let's watch all the episodes next week, people, because it looks like it's going to be really good. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. I'm excited. Yeah, like I, I honestly cannot wait. There's so much going on with so many of the stories that like there should be something for everyone yeah yeah so we're I'm gonna excited. we're gonna be a wreck come friday the group chat is going to be live <laughs> yeah the group chat's gonna be a lot uh it's gonna be interesting to see how we try to break this down <laughs> in terms of recapping it yeah next week is gonna be a whole lot of fun so make sure you don't miss the show and definitely don't miss our podcast and on that note have a good night everybody Bye-bye. Later, y'all.